0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com you skipped the big story of the day. Well, it may that? not be of the day, but of the weekend. Because you have some decorum, uh, Charles. It's... <laughs> It's the Senate sex scandal. Did you see that this weekend? We, we, won't, we don't need to go into the details. I've got some thoughts on it. Like, What is up? Teach your kids that it's not cool. It's not okay. It's not cool to just have sex wherever you want to have sex. I mean, I don't understand it. What is, what is up with these? Uh, when I, uh, maybe I shouldn't say. I'll tell this story briefly, okay? When I worked at Channel 8 and I was single, do you know how many dates I went on and somebody would say, oh, let's go back to the TV station. I was like, are you kidding me? Go back to the TV station? Are you kidding? How gross. How inappropriate. How undignified. Plus, let's be honest, who's getting fired if somebody were to discover that? Is it going to be you? No, it's going to be me. It would ruin my career. That would be the end for me. Heck no. I wouldn't be that stupid. Um, I mean... I- It's weird how these people think that that's cool. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dumb. I know people do their business in a lot of different places. Okay. I mean, uh, we don't need to know that as long as I don't know it and you're not, it's not sacrilege. I, I went to a dance club once in, in, in New York, it was called limelight and it was in an old church and everybody was going there and it bothered me a little bit. I was waiting in line for the tickets. I'm like, I don't know that if I should, I don't. I'm a Christian. I don't think I should go to a dance club in the church, but everybody wanted to go to the dance club in the church. So we go in the dance club in the church and, um, you know, I was there about 30 or 40 minutes, had a, had a drink. It was a great show. It's certainly a wonderful venue. It's interesting. You know, it's not like a warehouse, but then I saw people up where the altar would have been doing things. And I was like, you know what? I'm out. I cannot be in here. This is not okay with me. John, it's a decommissioned church. Why are you always so uptight about things? Because I'm not uptight. You know, do what, do what you want in the basement or do what you want, you know, I don't know, in the trash bin out back, but not at the altar or where the altar would have been in a church. And, you know, the Senate, I have very low, uh, low estimation of the United States Senate having worked there for a few years, um, but I still think, Would to to sully a hearing room or a a place where the business of America, your country is being done with some really uh, outrageous sexual acts is just is crazy. Have you seen this story? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't want to you know, there are probably kids listening this morning. I don't want to get. But the lesson for the kids is do not think that you can do whatever you want, wherever you want to do it. There is a time and a place for everything. And you should show some discretion and some decorum if you are in a place of, well, your workplace, first of all. But if you're in a place where people should hold things in some esteem, you should have some dignity. And I'm I, th- this young man who was caught having sex in the um, Senate hearing room, he's trying to act like he's the victim now. Have you heard that before, Susanna? Ho, oh, Su- oh, Susanna, the Henrico porno woman. Um, everybody's a victim. They behave badly, but they're the victim. Always. Uh-uh. I, I don't, I will not tolerate it. Will not tolerate it. So, and if you're a parent listening this morning, this is a good opportunity to remind young people that that you should show some discretion and show some decorum and some dignity in in your workplace, whether you're working at the chicken factory or whether you're working in the United States Senate, have some decency about you. You can do whatever you want in your bedroom. It's 8.09 on this Monday morning. It's the 18th day of December, 2023. I'm John Reed. Glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. It's been a while since we've talked to Hans von Spakovsky from the Heritage Foundation. And Hans, I was thinking of you last week, When I saw this big story about the poll, the Rasmussen poll, that said that a huge percentage of voters in 2020 acknowledged that they had done something illegal when it came to mail-in balloting. I mean, to the point that some of them voted in places they no longer live, they filled out ballots on behalf of people, uh, you know, not their own ballot. Does that ring true to you? Or, you know, the Democrats are all over it saying this is an embellishment. And good morning to you
1: well good morning to you by by the way, on your prior story yeah the other the other lesson for kids is don't film what you're doing and then share it on social media <laughs> good point
0: that's that's kind of where you get busted very good point yeah. yes you might be able um, to get away with something if it's just you and your partner's memory right but when you when you put it on the internet, it never goes away, and somebody's going to find you good point hans <laughs> yeah look it no th- this
1: I don't know why folks are attacking this poll because uh, you had voters at basically answering honestly about what they did. What do they think that all these voters decided to lie to these pollsters? I mean, what, what they found, uh, this is a Heartland Rasmussen poll was that 17% of mail-in voters said, well, they actually voted in a state where they're no longer living. Mm. (laughs) So they had, they had moved, but they'd ever notified their, their prior state where they used to live that they were no longer there. Mm-hmm. So they then requested an absentee ballot, and, and they mailed it. And another 21%, and this really doesn't surprise me, said they filled out a ballot for a friend or a family member. And 17% of them said they actually signed the ballot. You know, what? why would anybody expect anything different uh, with ballots that are, look, remember, mail-in ballots, they're the only kind of ballots that are voted outside the supervision of election officials and outside the observation of poll watchers. So if, for example, uh, a wife decides, you know what, I'm going to fill out my uh, husband's (laughs) absentee ballot, sign his name and send it in, uh, what's what's to stop her from doing
0: that? Nothing. And I, and it's very clear that there are some people who do not think that the ballot is sacred and right. who think, you know, they're they're really zealots about, oh, my God, I must win this election at all costs. My side must win the election at all costs. And I'm not saying that's all Democrats. I mean, generally, I think Republicans have a, a more purist attitude about this, but I wouldn't put it past some conservatives to say oh my god it's a war and we've got to win and we're going to fill these out and if grandpa is on the ventilator over here (laughs) i'm going to fill this out for grandpa while i still got a heartbeat and well well in fact john you're right about
1: that our the Heritage Foundation now for several years has maintained an election fraud database.
0: Yes, right. And,
1: and and what we do is whenever there is a proven case, so somebody's convicted in a court of law or a mm-hmm. judge orders a new election, we put it in. And while I would say probably the majority of the cases are Democrats engaging in fraud, there's plenty of Republicans also uh, who do this. And, and look, the poll also showed um, – did about uh uh eight uh, what was it was this percentage oh yeah uh, um eight percent said they were offered money yes for voting in in 2020 again that shouldn't surprise anybody if you think that's just oh yeah that can't be true uh google buying votes and massachusetts and you'll find that right now there's an investigation going on mm. in springfield massachusetts and there's even video apparently because a month or so ago a poll worker inside a polling place heard a voter say i need one of those i voted stickers so i can get paid oh my goodness <laughs> and then they uh, apparently have video of a guy in a black suv uh, outside the polling place Giving cash to mm-hmm. voters as they came out of the polling place. So, so now we're getting video evidence that this kind of fraud, yeah, it still happens in America.
0: Well, l- let me ask you about the most recent elections in Virginia and your assessment of whether they were fair. Was there any, uh, were there reports of anything bizarre happening? We just had a recount here in, in, in Rico County where I live for the uh, clerk. Of court and i think she won by 73 i mean really really tight out of thousands and thousands of votes and she actually increased her lead i think after the recount but it was it was one of these situations where you're thinking that's so tight i can imagine a scenario where somebody manufactures votes that could eclipse that one way or the other was there any evidence that there was any trouble this past year
1: well, no, but but how how would we know? And the reason mm. for that the reason I say that is is that, look, one of the things that um, uh, the the Democrats did before they lost control of the state government was they, for example, gutted the state's voter ID law yeah they they got rid of it. They uh, put in same day voter registration, which means that you can walk in into a polling place on election day register and immediately vote and if if you can't ask for an id you know i could go in and claim i was mickey mouse they'd have to let me register i would vote and if if after the election they actually were to check my registration information if they found out it was false well they couldn't do anything about it yeah
0: that's a problem (laughs) especially with these races as tight as they are and i think um you know Quite frankly, the, some of the deviants within the Democratic Party know that, and that's why they're pushing this stuff. Do, is there a chance to have a fair election in 2024, or is this going to be a disaster for us?
1: No, actually, nationwide, it, we're going to be in better shape. And the reason being that uh, many states actually have improved the situation since 2020. It was Look, the 2020 election was a wake-up call. For a lot of legislators and so many states. I mean, what was the, one of the most prob- problematic states in the country last time was Georgia, right? Well, Georgia passed a huge reform package, and one of the best things they did with regard to absentee ballots, which is what we're talking about, is they extended their voter ID requirement. They didn't gut it the way Virginia did. They have a very good voter ID requirement. They extended it to absentee ballots. And so will that cut down all the potential fraud? No. But that may help deter a lot of it.
0: What is the story that just came out uh, in Georgia where there was, and I, I don't know who's telling the truth and who's not, that there that the Secretary of State reported to the governor that there had indeed been uh, maybe not fraudulent ballots. I'm trying to find the story. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Just in the last week,
1: Yeah, there's, there's a big dispute about what's going on, but I tell you what is happening okay. is uh, for years now, and this, this was filed uh, this case was filed actually before the 2020 election, mm-hmm. um, there was a lawsuit filed against the electronic voting equipment that the state uses. They are an all-electronic voting state, right. And and that lawsuit claimed that there's all kinds of uh, problems with that electronic voting equipment, with the software, uh, that it's not working properly. And the federal judge in the case uh, said, no, this is going to trial, that this is not a bunch of crazy conspirators. In fact, they've brought in some of the best computer science experts in the country mm. Who have said, "Yeah, no, there are serious problems with this equipment, and we're going to go to trial over it." And well, so be careful, that,
0: because it seems yeah, like the companies yeah. are on, uh, you know, on the warpath. Then they're trying to crush anybody who even brings up the idea that there might be a problem. I mean, I'd like to see this stuff adjudicated so that we have confidence,
1: right? And and that's exactly what's going to happen. In that, yeah. in that uh, Georgia case, she's the judge. The federal judge has refused. All efforts by the state to get the case dismissed, and says no. There's enough evidence that we need to have a trial to examine this.
0: Wow. Hans von Spakovsky, with the Heritage Foundation, stay in touch. Who knows how this is going to unfold over the next eleven months? Thank you. You're welcome. Eight nineteen. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.